It's time for the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Connected. This is Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards. You have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man, Josh Kirby, on Sports Podcast. Coming to you from the Trumbull Insurance Agency virtual studio. Turn your stress and anxiety into peace and security with Trumbull Insurance. Contact Patrick Van Kemper today for all your insurance needs at 540 540- Five three two zero six two two, and for the rest of our sponsors, Regroup Building Services, PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, Doctor Dave Leadership Corporation, and Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate. This is another edition, a playoff edition of the Kirby on Sports podcast. Live once again, I'm your host Josh Kirby. If you're just tuning into this new format. We are going live each and every week at our scheduled time of Tuesday, 7 p.m. If that changes, we will let you know. And then afterwards, this will be up on all streaming platforms. I did not come alone. As always, my co-host and lead contributor joins me, Dan Dembski. Hi, Dan. How are you? Feeling good. Feeling undefeated, which we'll get to. But yes. (laughs) uh i am i'm doing well man it's um it's crazy this this was a pretty wild uh wild card round i know we're gonna get into it um only a couple close games uh, on paper but we'll we'll um we'll we'll talk about that so it was it was a it was a fun weekend though and a lot of football right oh yeah a lot Saturday, of Sunday and Monday. You had a lot three of full football. Days, so. as we bring in the Swiss Army knife Carlos Martinez hello Carlos yeah. We'll do it live, boys. We're going to do this live again. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We'll do do it it live. live. All right. Hi, Carlos. How are you? Oh, you know, still licking my wounds from the Cowboys office. But, hey, the good news is my dog's team is still winning. So, (laughs) Well, yeah, that that is one thing. We will get into it all. Once again, the weapon, Dan Dembski, and the Swiss Army Knife, Carlos Martinez. Gentlemen, I don't see why we need to continue these pleasantries when there are some super wildcard weekend games that we need to discuss. Are we ready? Yep. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm sure Carlos is. <laughs> oh, I got, I got a lot to say. I've got a lot to say. Tick, tick. First yep. and foremost... We're going to do this in order. The Bengals and the Raiders, for the first time in 31 years, the Cincinnati Bengals win a playoff game against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders in the jungle in Cincinnati. And one thing I'd really like to start off by saying, um, before we even talk about this matchup, is the fact that, yes, the Raiders just um, let go of Mike Mayock. But Rich Bisaccia has to be considered, at least considered, as a head coaching candidate for this Raiders team. 
because first and foremost, after all the uncertainty and tragedies that have went on with this Raiders team and drama, so on and so forth, for this team to even make it to the wild card, that's huge. With an interim coach, that's even bigger and better, in my opinion. And I feel like Basaccia just needs um, consideration for this head coaching job because I feel like he would be a great leader moving forward. It was tweeted out that he wrote uh, handwritten thank you notes to each one of his players after that wild card loss as well, which shows a lot about um, uh, a coach, in my opinion, sitting down, taking the time to do all of that. So I, I really think he just needs to be considered um, as a head coaching candidate moving forward. If not, I, I could see him being a coach somewhere else in this league. I don't know when, I don't know where, but I just had to get that off my chest because I feel like he was a really good coach. But other than that, what a great way to start off a Super Wildcard Weekend with a great matchup between the Bengals and the Raiders. 26-19 was the final in that game. And the the main concern for me, the main um, flipping thing was um, the fact of the matter is the Raiders shot themselves in the foot. No doubt about it. They shot themselves in the foot with uh, holding penalties, false start penalties, and it really killed them. And I feel like penalties were the main uh, factor in why the Cincinnati Bengals uh, won this game. One of the factors, Cincinnati played an all-around better um, uh, football game, uh, mistake-free, penalty-free. I'll let you get into that more, Dan, because I knew know you had some thoughts on that. But, I mean, the penalties, first and foremost, the Raiders just could not clean up their penalty uh, penalties and mistakes, and I knew there were a couple questionable calls uh, by Jerome Boger's crew in that game. They're not expected to uh, be back officiating in the playoffs at all. So, Dan, I'll start with you. What did you see from the Raiders in their penalties and uh, Jerome Boger's uh, crew as a whole? Yeah, yeah. Um... <clears throat> They like like you mentioned, there were several calls that were questionable. Um, but overall, you're totally correct about the just lack of discipline the Raiders had. I mean, you could tell the way the Bengals were playing, they were playing mistake free football. They were doing what they had to do to get that first playoff when they knew um, they know what playoff football is all about. You know, you have to you have to protect your house as well. And that's that's the other part of this, too. Like you're you're, you're playing at home. You have to do what you can. So um the Bengals did did what they had to do, and the Raiders couldn't really get out of their own way. This they they fell behind throughout much of this game, and I kind of felt like they were just never able to recover. And you know, I'm I'm not going to comment too much about the questionable calls. I think everybody knows by now, um, you know, kind of what we saw. Um, and I look, I think I think in general the Bengals just had just wanted it more. You know what I mean? There's just certain times when you can see a team, um like Cincinnati that's so hungry for that for that um, elusive playoff win, which has been 31 years. Um, of course, the call that everybody talks about is the touchdown they gave to the Bengals uh, where the whistle was was heard. Um, if you go back and watch, um, it was heard as the ball was being thrown or as the ball was being released. 
uh, which according to the NFL rule book says that the play is stopped dead. And I guess they repeat the down or whatever the case is. I don't know the exact uh, verbiage used, um, but that's sort of the call everybody's questioning, which is essentially was the point difference in the game. So, um, you know, that's that's the big call everybody's talking about. And there were a couple other interesting calls, some some odd spots as well uh, for, for both teams. I just thought that the officiating was bad across the board. Um, but those big calls, especially the one um, with the whistle being blown as the as the play was happening, that went the Bengals way was was particularly egregious. Um, and, and I think everybody agrees with that. If you ask officiating experts um, all the way down to, you know, Stephen A. Smith or whatever, they're all going to say the same thing. Uh, it was uh, it was it was pretty egregious. But that being said, you know, I, I don't think the refs handed the Bengals this game. Um they just, to me, they just had, like I said, more fire and more desire to win this game. Um, we all know what the Raiders have gone through. We've talked about it a lot. And Josh, you prefaced that to start this conversation. The job that the rich, I can't even pronounce his last name, Basaccia has done. Yep. Basaccia has got done. It. You got it. Um, he definitely should be considered head coach. And, you know, I, I think he maybe should get the job because he's been able to captain the ship and weather the storm, um, the insane storm that the Raiders have had this season. So, he deserves he deserves a shot at least. Um, I'm sure they're going to interview him more, um, you know, narrowly and stuff like that, along with other candidates. But we'll see what happens. But no, I I think the game it was just a sloppy game, um, especially for the Raiders. They just they looked a little out of sorts from the beginning, um, and they did not play their best football. The Bengals did, uh, quite frankly. And yes, they had one call that was a touchdown that went their way. Um, but I think even if you take that away, I think the Bengals still win that football game. They were just they were just a sharper team. Yeah, I mean, you, you said it, Dan. I mean, honestly, uh, the Bengals just had more firepower. Um, just for everything that the Raiders went this season, I think this is, I mean, for them to make the playoffs and to even still be competitive in this game despite all the penalties and stuff that they were getting, um, is is still a credit to them because they they did weather all that storm and they were still in it and were you know per, I'm if I remember correctly weren't they driving at the end to try and tie it yep. up yep um, yeah so I mean f- a, a fantastic job by them and there's nothing they should hold their uh you know they should hold their head up high for how they weathered all that adversity with the you know the emails from John Gruden and of course all the legal issues with other teammates um. And yeah, just ultimately, just once you get to the playoffs, you're 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 playing the best. You're playing the best teams most of the time, and especially when you're the team going, you know, when you're the away team going to a home, you know, team that's very motivated to get this win, where you know the crowd is bumping and it just really feels different compared to last, you know, the last couple of times that the Bengals have been in the playoffs. Um, right. And also when you're coming up against a may, a huge talent in Joe Burrow, who looked ready for the moment. Um, yeah. It was just too much to overcome for the Raiders. Um, but yeah, like you guys said, credit to Rich Passaccia. He, he did a fantastic job guiding this team here. Um, another thing I want to add also is they did play that crazy overtime game uh, on Sunday night. And then to come quickly True. into the first Saturday yeah. game, I mean, that probably didn't help. They didn't True. get as much rest. They had to quickly turn around and get ready for this game. So, uh, that probably didn't, didn't help, but, um, yeah, just ultimately, uh, the Bengals were just way more, just, just a lot, 
cleaner, obviously, with the with the penalty calls. They obviously got that lucky call that shouldn't have been in the touchdown. Although, when you look at the play, the whistle shouldn't have ever been blown anyways because he never went out of bounds. That play should have counted, but, of course, the whistle did blow, so by rule, it's supposed to end there. Right. Um, so, it's a messy situation. Uh, it, it's, it's a very messy situation, but... Yeah, ultimately, uh, so they did get that lucky call, but I think they were going to win this game anyways. I really did. Uh, you know, only Kirby thought that the Raiders were going to win, but we'll get to that a little later. Um, but yeah, I mean, just not really much to say. It was it was a pretty good good way to start Wild Card Weekend. Um, and oh, I'm sorry, Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, <laughs> and got it, got it. And do yeah, it. And, and yeah, just. Uh, just not 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 really much. I don't really have that many thoughts on this game. Just Joe Burrow is. I mean, the Bengals could make a run here if they, they could. They, they, I mean, I could see them easily in the AFC Championship game. I really could. I could. I could as well. Um, and he and Jamar Chase they continue to tear up every team they play. You know, I was they, about to say that Jamar Chase. They're sixteen yards on nine. I mean, they're cooking He's right a now. Problem. He's they're a cooking. Problem. Those two guys, if they can stick together, um. They, they they could be the next quarterback, great quarterback wide receiver combination in the NFL. I mean, they already right. have the chemistry from college, so that's exactly. what really is helping here is the fact that's, that they've That's what gives them the upper hand, and that, that's why you don't mm-hmm. see any disconnect most of the time. They're, they're always on point, and that's because they've they've done this a million times before. Um, and, and they've, they've won been, and, and yeah, well, and also, so. and they've been in big situations. Exactly. Because, you know, national they went and won the national championship yeah. together yes. and they've played, they had to go through the SEC. They had to play Alabama. Exactly. You know, and Alabama was really good that year. Of course, yep. they fizzled out because Tua got hurt and all that stuff. But like they, they, and they won at Bama too. It wasn't like they won at LSU. <laughs> they won at Bama that year. Yeah. And they had to, they had to go through, I mean, Oklahoma was an easy win that year, but then they had to play Clemson and they beat Clemson like they dominated them and then of course Jamar Chase takes the year off coming because of COVID and then Joe Burrow of course goes to the NFL and of course Joe Burrow's coming back from that major knee injury but I mean it he he's he's looking pretty comfortable back there and even though that line is still atrocious um doesn't matter it doesn't matter the talent is just so good around him so good. because it's not just and it's not just jamar chase let's not get let's not get a twist joe mixon is yeah. doing a fantastic job running the ball also and t higgins is not a bad option also for him to throw if jamar chase is double covered or anything like that so um yeah just, just like i said the Bengals just had more firepower than the raiders did and that's ultimately what i think was the difference in this game you know, I'll just finish by talking about Joe Burrow. He just he doesn't make the big mistake. He just doesn't. I mean, for a young quarterback, um, guys in their first two or three seasons, they like they usually make those errant mistakes or whatever. He just doesn't. And you know, I I, I like the way he plays because he kind of he just takes what the defense gives him. And look, it helps to have chemistry like he has with Jamar Chase. That that makes up for a lot of things that would be mistakes. Um, but I'm just super impressed with his composure and his cool. And his ability to perform under pressure, he's he's been fantastic. And um, you know, I, I as much as it pains me to say this, they're they're going to be forced to be reckoned with in that division and in the AFC for years to come. And it, like I said, it pains me to say that, but I just see that I see I see them as a, a problem each and every season. And he just gets better and better with every game. Um, so so watch out, NFL. Yeah, a- absolutely. I mean. Besides, besides the duo of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, um, 
one person I all uh, I also liked seeing out there CJ Uzama. Um, mm-hmm. He had six receptions, sixty-four yards, as well. Um, and their defense played really well. You have um, Jermaine Pratt uh, with an interception um, off of Derek Carr. So defense played um, decent in that game as well. So I mean, other than that, I think um, just the Bengals wanted him more. Thirty-one years was way too long. And now they have a playoff win under their belt at home. And that crowd was electric afterwards. And as they should be, they've been waiting so damn long for this. You know what I mean? Um, so um, I think, I think more than anything else, it's, it's, it's just a huge relief to those Cincinnati Bengals fans. Like, you know, generations have come and gone in all that time. So that's the other thing too, is like, there's fans now that, they have no idea of the past struggles of the of the playoffs of this team, um, so that's I mean that's what I respect more than anything else. Um, hats off hats off to them though. Uh, those fans they showed out and they were loud. I mean this th- this was one of the loudest playoff environments I think I saw all weekend, and um and and rightfully so. Yeah, uh, just it it just felt different going into this game than it did in like prior playoff games like prior playoff games you just never really believed you know in the Marvin Lewis era you just didn't believe that they had a shot at it even mm-hmm. though they had like AJ Green in his prime and Andy Dalton wasn't you know that bad of a quarterback you know a few years ago i mean he was serviceable he wasn't elite but you know he was a, he was a decent quarterback um and yeah you just but you just never felt like going into those games that they were going to you know like do what this team can do you know and i think that's the difference is that also they they proved it with that kansas city win you know because like they were down in that kansas city game and then here they are um yeah then they made that make that major comeback beat they beat the chiefs and i think that really really invigorated the fan base as like we can do this you know like we can make a run here (laughs) you know joe burrow and jamar chase are so dominant that you know we can make a run here so uh, yeah i think that's what really excited the fan base and and you're right kirby 31 years is too long they should have won you know a couple playoff you know a couple playoff games prior to this but of course things didn't go their way um but yeah i think i think the future looks very bright for the bengals going forward here and what defense in the afc is going to stop that combination that's i'm looking down the list and i just i i don't see anyone i really don't i mean Maybe you could argue Buffalo. They have a decent secondary, um, but I'm worried about the other teams in the AFC to see. I just don't see anyone who could match up well um, from from the secondary point of view. So that that's the other thing, uh, the, uh, the other thing to think about as well. I have those tongue twisters every every game um, every week. Every we week. do this crap. So yeah. All right, so that's the Bengals 26. They are moving on, defeating the Raiders 26-19. to Let's talk about a snoozer that I went to bed around halftime at. <laughs> the Bills and the Patriots, it was 4 degrees. It felt like negative 7 degrees. Beautiful and how, how about it? This goes to show you how great Washington's culture is where they're – 
was supposed why, to be why, starting why are we, quarterback. Why are we Always up coming Washington. back to Washington. Why are we bringing up Washington in this? Because their quarterback, Ryan he Fitzpatrick, wasn't there. He's was not there. their quarterback. He played one half and got injured and never came back. He's not your quarterback. Your quarterback's Taylor Heineke, okay? Well, I, I'm just this. saying Washington. Be Taysom Hill. No, the Washington has no. nothing to do with this. Well, he was quarterback for the Buffalo Bills for a long time. Yes, Ryan he wasn't. was, and that's why he was there. And he loved that fan base. Why wouldn't you love that fan base? That fan base is Bill, absolutely nuts. Bill's Mafia. I, I think it was unhealthy for him to uh, be in that court. Oh, my God, Kirby, let's just out. talk about the game. Enough about enough about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Shirtless in the seats Ryan Fitzpatrick was. I mean, yeah, guys, the real question about – Excuse me, not the real question. No, here's the real question. Here's the real question. Why do you bring Washington into everything? uh, That. And what did you guys do instead of watching this game once you realized, oh, this isn't even going to be competitive? I went to bed. If it wasn't competitive, I I played played video games. That's that's what I did. I watched Eternals. (laughs) There you go. Terrible movie. Was it really? Interesting. It was not good. But anyways, back to the game. It was a bad game. Josh Allen. 66 Bad yards by the from Patriots, the ground. By the Bills. Yeah, yeah, Josh Allen. Uh-huh. Yeah, he, he looked incredible on the ground. Mm-hmm. That he had 308 yards passing in he five. He had four touchdowns. incomplete passes. He had four incomplete passes the whole game. That's incredible. I mean, that's you if you played on rookie, you probably wouldn't be able to do in that on five the touchdowns. It's just crazy, know, man. You would think with okay. a Bill okay. Belichick ran team. <laughs> that the Patriots would put up more than a fight, but this is more rare to see Bill Belichick get beat this bad in the playoffs. Well, the talent- That's what happened. The Bills Mafia showed up in very frigid cold temperatures. I, I mean, I'm going to go back to PFT comments on Twitter, and um, he said it looks like the Bills are vaping every play because that's how big their breath was, so on and so forth, but it, that's how cold it was. And for the Bills Mafia to show up like that, almost they always do. 50, it was crazy. Even in those cold temperatures. Well, they've been waiting for this. Like they've been were waiting for saying, this for a long time. Like you all were saying, how do they not have a heated field? <laughs> crazy, man. Crazy. That's what Carlos I mean, said. And then I was a smart ass and was like, that's real football. No heated <laughs> field. It's Everything's an icicle. Yeah, I love it. Well, I mean... You know, they're they Buffalo has been trying forever to get out of that stadium to build a new one, you know, because new or whatever. I don't even know what it's not even new era field anymore. I, I don't High Mark what it's Stadium, called. yeah, High Mark, okay. High Mark Stadium, yeah, can't even uh, keep up now. Know, it's crazy. They, yeah, they've been wanting to get out of that stadium forever. It's out of it's a very outdated stadium. It's it's not great. It, it it's just from like an era prior. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the fact, but I mean, a heated field isn't going to do that much. It just more helps like the field conditions, the footing you know, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. The footing and stuff, you know, because you're playing on frozen ground basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that, you know, Lambeau field, of course, a historic stadium in green Bay has a heated field, but then in Buffalo, you know, they don't have anything is just insane to me. Um, but that shows how hard it is to get anything done in Buffalo, I guess, because they've been trying to get a new stadium for years and they can't do it. The, but yeah, um, they just don't have a ton of money up there. Yeah. I don't, it's to... not. I I don't know. It's it's a lot of politics and stuff like that too. It's it's um, dealing with city city governments yeah. and stuff like because that. Because it's it's, it's, it's more of. 
I don't, I don't necessarily know the ins and outs, but I'm pretty sure it's got to do something with, you know, obviously I don't think the owners want to pay 100% for it. They want some taxpayer money to pay. Yeah, I don't know. Naturally. I don't know. I haven't really looked into it, but usually that's what it is. It's because the owners don't want to foot the whole entire bill. They want some of the city's help, but the city's like, eh, you know, whatever. So uh, that's why you see most owners end up just paying it themselves like Jerry Jones did with Jerry World. Well, he, we'll get no, to that. not many owners have Jerry money, though. That's the other thing. Fair enough. Um, (laughs) but, but, but to the game, uh, yeah, I agree with Kirby. Josh Allen just looked absolutely unstoppable. He was, I I mean, and and that's the thing with the bill. The bills will only go as far as he goes. So if he can keep playing at this level, the, I, I mean, they, they got the chiefs this week and we've already seen that the bills can beat the brakes off the chiefs. We saw it earlier in the season. Now, granted the chiefs weren't playing the way they're playing now, but Mm -hmm. still, I mean, and of course, just there's a lot going in that game. We'll preview that later. Um, but yeah, if Josh Allen can keep playing at this level that he's playing at now, the Bills can make a run here. They can make a run also. And and the just yeah, when he runs, it's just I mean, golly, he's got such long strides that I'm just like man. And he's a big he guy. Quick, yeah, he's he puts a his shoulder into you're going to be knocked on your ass. I mean, he's yeah. he's. he's <laughs> Yeah. He's a bulldozer. He's literally a, a quick bulldozer. That's that's literally how I would describe him. Yep. It's and just, he's just hard to hard to bring down. Yeah, just it was just a, a very dominant and like very um what's the word? Uh I can't think of the word right now. But it, it, it oh it, it was a very like a send a message game, like hey, like That's what I was gonna l- say. Yeah. To 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 the Patriots, like, hey, like this is our division. Like this is ours now. Right. Like, this is our era. Like you may you may have made a small small comeback here, but but Brady's gone. Like this and, and this is our time, and they really took it to New England. I think they really took it personally. The fact that they lost uh, the first game the way they lost it by Mac Jones mm-hmm. only throwing three times and they just ran it down their throats. They're like, oh no, you're not going to do that this time. We're going to make Mac Jones have to win this game, and Mac Jones couldn't win the game. And you saw the disparity, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, f- t- on the Patriots. I mean, I just can't believe that I saw this out of a Bill Belichick team. I- it's it's yeah. incredible to me. I don't. I I think that this is going to be a big motivator for the Patriots going forward. Um, I don't think this is like the end of Bill Belichick. I, that that like his reign is over. Come I don't on. think. I I don't think that's what it is. I think Bill's going to learn from this. I think this is a great learning experience for Mac Jones also to be like, you know, to to taste a bitter bitter defeat like this. Um, because really he only played one year at Alabama and they went and won the national title because he had all the weapons. So now he's going to have to learn that like it's it does, doesn't come easily like that, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, for the Bills, great win. Of course, like we all said, we didn't really actually watch the whole game. We kind of kept up with it. Well, Kirby went to bed Dan, or Dan played video games and I watched a movie instead. Um, it, it was just not a great game in terms of competitiveness, but it was a great performance by the Bills. And Absolutely. That's all, yeah. That's all a perfect, a, a perfect game for the Bills. I mean, literally in every facet, they dominated the Patriots. Well, they, they literally scored Hans on Hans every drive. Yep. Every drive they had the ball, they scored. And the only time they didn't yep. score was at the end when they kneeled down. Yep. Yep. Let, they, let, me, ask, let, me, perfect. let me ask you all one thing randomly. Just mm-hmm. randomly. Oh, would you brave that cold weather to watch a football game? Um, it, dep- it depends on what yeah. game. A wild card game, no. If it's like an AFC championship game, then maybe. 
If, so like, if, if, like, it, if it was the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, hypothetically, well, um, they wouldn't ever play Super Bowl in this weather. So let, it'd be let's inside do it like or in Miami the, or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. They would. They they LA, They rarely played in cold weather. They did it the one year in New York, and then Minnesota was indoors and Detroit was indoors. But it, let's say if it's let's say if it's the Cowboys in the NFC Championship, and I got offered tickets to go see him. Let's say the NFC Championship game was in Green Bay, and it was gonna. Yeah, I would go. I would go because why not? Absolutely, why you not? Know? Yeah, you would just. Have I want to say take a lot of precautions on yeah. how to stay warm, you, and I the layers and like seven or eight layers probably with <laughs> I don't know how many gloves and da 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 da. So yeah, yeah. I, I, Carlos said it all. I mean, this was just a dominant performance, and you think of all the years that the Bills felt like the little brother that was just kind of getting beat around by the Patriots in that division, especially and the Patriots dominated them. Many times over those over those years that Brady was there, all so the time, all this the was, time. <laughs> yep, yep. And so this was this was a little bit of some sweet revenge for them to finally get a chance to show that hey, we're not the same old Bills that we used to be with, you know, against Tom Brady and against all those really good defenses also that the Patriots had all those years. Um, mm-hmm. and the those also the, those aren't the same Patriots teams, and and you could see that. And yeah, just Josh Allen, he's he's just unbelievable. Um. He literally was like a human video game. We said, uh, or I mentioned, only four incomplete passes. You guys both talked about his stats, both rushing and um, his his passing numbers as well. This was just, this is a statement. This is a statement game for the Bills to come out and say, we're legit. Um, people have been up and down on them this year, and I know that because um, I've been one of those people as well. They've had some games where it's been like, like what the hell's going on? Well, but it, I feel it like every bleak I feel in the like, of the season. Remember. But I, you know what? I think every contender this year has had those moments. Every contender, every team, you could say, maybe mm. besides Green Bay. Green Bay really hadn't has didn't really have any. Well, slip Green Bay's was kind of in the beginning of the season when they got blown up by when New they Orleans. got beat. People were like, that was, that was the only again, game. That was the beginning of the season, right. though. So it was a little overreaction. That, that was the only game where you could say that, wow, what's going on? But mm. yeah, I, I think besides that, this the parity this year in the National Football League. I think that's kind of what we saw with some contenders being beat by some bad teams. Um, and the Bills were out to show, look, we're legitimate. We're a Super Bowl threat. We know we are. You know, here we come. So I was just extremely impressed with them. They were they were they were like a well well oiled machine in all three phases. It just dominated this game. And and you and you were exactly spot on with Mac Jones, Car- Carlos. He's just not ready. He's not he's not there yet. Um he's still got some development um, left to go. He's a rookie. He's, he's a rookie quarterback, exactly. Yeah. Even um, Brady, when he won the Super Bowl, Brady wasn't a rookie. Brady was already one year in. Right. So he was—he had already been in the system for a while. Now, granted, he didn't get any playing time, and then he was thrown in. But also, Brady had a very stout defense to help him win those first couple Super Bowls. Um, so people who are trying to compare Mac Jones to Tom Brady, just it just doesn't correlate. Well, you can't compare a guy that's won seven Super Bowls. Come on. It's just it's just ridiculous. It's just the, the comparison's Jones, not there. And, and Mac Jones is probably never going to live up to Tom Brady. Because never. It's, it's You're never going to live up to those expectations. It's impossible to live up to There's a no guy chance. who won six Super Bowls for one franchise no. and then goes off and wins another one with another. That's right. No, so, you're spot on. I, I'll say this because Mac Jones is a rookie. And I think this is valuable experience that he was able to get to the playoffs. And this is a big learning experience for him. And I think it's going to help him out in the future. And who knows? It might be a good thing. Well, That that was my takeaway from the Patriots end. 
Well, and it goes to show you the chemistry compared to, you know, Josh Allen's had time to build chemistry with, with his offense. And we, we've seen that. We saw that in this game. And Mac Jones just hasn't had a really a, not even technically a full season yet to really build that rapport with his offense and all that. Mm-hmm. So it, it takes time. And, and people are so quick to jump to um, final Good judgments question. about a quarterback yeah. after one season or not even a full season because Mac Jones – you know he he kind of he didn't start he didn't start the season so yeah he did, um, he did. oh yeah he did, he yeah, did. He did. Cam yeah, Newton did. got um, cut that's right that's right uh, but it it just it just goes to show you that you know I think I I do think Belichick still has it I I really do I just think this off season they're they're going to play that tape again and again and like Carlos said it's going to be a motivating factor for them because if there's any coach that uses a game like this to teach his players and to send a statement. Who I mean, it's it's Bill Belichick. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. the list. So, yeah, the Patriot the Patriots will be fine. Um, be okay. The Bills, the Bills are are a very dangerous team. They're a very yep. dangerous team. So, yep, simple as that. Yeah. Yep. That's a, that's a, that's about it. <laughs> so the Buffalo it. we Bills, covered it so well. Yeah. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills in the freezing cold stomp the Patriots, forty-seven to seventeen. Folks, we have a lot more to get to. We'll take a quick break. And when we come back, more playoff football to recap. Stay tuned. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you about Regroup Building Services. If you're looking to get your home remodeled, any part of your home, bathroom, kitchen, want to get a deck built, anything like that, Regroup Building Services can just about do everything. And take it from me because they came in and they remodeled my family's kitchen and they do a great job. So if you're looking for any sort of home remodeling needs, uh, deck work done, anything of that nature, reach out to my guy Sean Hibbard over at Regroup Building Services today. You can check them out on their website, www.regroupbuildingservices.com, where they do the honeydews that your honey don't. Make sure you tell them Josh sent you. Welcome back, the Kirby on Sports Podcast, live on the platforms of Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you are listening, please feel free to drop a comment. Your questions are welcome. Welcome here. Your input. I gotta say, I gotta say, Jason Yuri sent me a message and he agrees with what we've been saying about the Pats. So <laughs> I just, I just want to say that he. He sent me a long message, and I got a chance. Yeah, to thank you, Mister Yuri. We appreciate, appreciate the support. It. He Shout he out. was one he was one He's of my legend. favorite teachers. Yep. Yeah, no legend. doubt about that. So let's move on once again. Kirby on Sports Podcast <laughs> Live, and one game. I I mean, this was another snooze fest. A hundred and ten percent. I don't know why the Eagles were even let into the playoffs because of it, they just looked bad. I mean, was it, was it Tom Brady and the Buccaneers just that good or were the Eagles just that bad? I mean, well, the Eagles not really much. I, mean, I, I mean, can say positive. Are about you, this oh, Eagles oh, pause, 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 pause. Are you really asking that question? Come on. It's Kirby. the Bucks. Come on. Yeah, it's it's the Bucks were better. It's actually both. It's both. The Bucks were that good, and the Eagles are that bad. Listen, the Eagles, you know, credit to them, they got to the playoffs, right? They 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 won the games that they needed to win to get to the playoffs. Okay, but okay, cool. I mean, but did any? I mean, the fact that people were actually 
giving them a shot against the Bucks? I mean, come on. Like, what are we doing here? Brady's like, laughing people, all the way to the bank. All the people way People are the sitting bank. there trying to hype up this running game. Dan Orschlovsky on, uh, on he's ESPN is sitting there. Uh, he's Guy's a stooge, a stooge. He's big stooge. But, you know, he, he's sitting there talking about, oh, this – this Eagles running attack is 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 something that's gonna give problems to uh you know to Tampa. I, I I never because whenever Philly actually went up against a good team, and I you know granted one game against Dallas they played their backups fair, but then they played the, the other game in Dallas they played all their starters. We beat the brakes off of them then, you know. So it's like. From what I saw in those games, of course, like I said, granted, the second game, they didn't play any of their starters, really. Okay? But from what I saw, I was like, this team can't beat the good teams. They're not going to be the one that's going to make like that like surprise, that Cinderella run somehow. And obviously, when you have a stooge coach like Nick Sirianni, I mean, come on. Come on. Like, really? Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah, that's all I got on that. Well, course. that stooge made it into the playoffs, which I was very surprised, but, you know. Yeah, he, they made they made it in. I mean, they made it in. They won the games that they needed to win, but they just didn't beat any good teams to get there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, 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 I know I mean, in the other game, I, well, you're not going to let me talk now? We're just going to skip so, over so, me? I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was just going to say Tom Brady doing Tom Brady things, the Buccaneers doing course, Buccaneers yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, the talent disparity was on full display in this game. Like, we mm-hmm. saw just just how much better Tampa Bay is in every area than Philly. And I know we talked about this sort of with, you know, with New England and Buffalo, but this is just a whole different level um, because the Eagles are below, are below New England and, and Tampa Bay is Tampa Bay is one of the elite teams. And you just saw that on the field. So that's basically all I, all I have to say. Yeah, this was, um, and by, and the this scoreboard was, was also closer because, um, you know, that it should have been. Because the Eagles got those two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to sort of make it garbage time. somewhat respectable. Garbage time. Yeah, when when Tampa was already time touchdowns, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, that that that's all I have to say about this game. That's all I have to say about uh, that. Yeah, and um, yeah. you know, obviously Tampa has gone through a lot lately. Of course, with the whole Antonio Brown situation, and then <laughs> you know losing Chris Godwin and just other mm-hmm. injuries, not having Leonard Fournette, and um. Yeah, just um, didn't they lose some linemen? To, no, they didn't lose linemen this game, did they? No, no, I don't think they did. I, th- I think I'm thinking the Rams about the game. Did. Yeah, the Rams maybe. lost the linemen. I think I can't remember. Are you talking about the Buccaneers? Yeah, Tristan Works. Tristan Works. So they did. Yes, yeah. yes. You see, mm-hmm. I, I, knew, I knew. got rolled up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't he know got, what he was. He was limping. He, he got went hurt back early, in the right? Game, but he was limping. He got okay. hurt pretty early. I think like midway through the first quarter or something. I mean, we, I kind of tuned this game out. The snow at was coming down it was here. Just such a blowout. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and, you know, obviously, I was, at that point, at that point, I was getting mentally ready for, you know, the Cowboys game, which we're about Sorry. to talk about, which we're about to talk about here soon. Stay, stay tuned, folks. You're not going to want to miss that. Um, but yeah, just. Um, just not a lot to say. It was just, you know, I know they played earlier in the season. The Eagles made it close at the end. But that was also when the Bucks weren't necessarily firing on all cylinders. But at this point, it's playoff Brady. Playoff Brady's just a different animal. 
and he showed it. He showed it tonight. And the Bucks also they just take it on to another level in the playoffs. Yeah, and also the way that Brady spreads the ball around is a thing of beauty as well. I mean, obviously having all those weapons helps, but the way he's able to go to any receiver at any time on any down, you know, it used to be just Gronk or it used to just be Edelman with the, with the Patriots. You know, he'd have that one go-to guy. Now Randy he can Moss. throw the ball to Randy Moss way back um, for, those, yeah. for those two or three years he was there in New England. But, yeah, it's – it's just a crazy thing. Like he can throw the ball to anybody at any time, and he he just makes receivers great. He makes receivers great. Uh, guys you've never heard of before. Of course, all the guys on the Buccaneers. I'm pretty sure everybody knows, um, knew of beforehand, but especially they know now. Um, that's that's all there is to say. I mean, you, you've seen we see greatness when we see Tom Brady. We see the greatest of all time, and he's proving why he's the greatest of all time. And I I think uh, I I think Tampa. Uh, they're they're my pick to go to the Super Bowl, uh, and I know we're going to talk about that ste- uh, one step at a time. But I just I think they're coming together at the right time. I have nothing more to add unless you yeah, all do. Else. We covered that well for how lopsided that game was. <laughs> I think I really think so. So, yep. So we uh, we have a guy by the name of Carlos Martinez, and oh, we boy. will give I, him the floor. He's so no, 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 no. I want you guys. To go first, get your thoughts out on what you thought first. All right. Unless, or if, unless you That's want probably me to just good go idea. off. Unless well, you want well, me to just go off. Well, we're going to get your Carlos thoughts. Is a good, well, Carlos, well, this idea is a good one. We start, just give us our thoughts, not go too long, and then just give Carlos the chance to go off. That that That's what I think we should do. The Cowboys and the 49ers, we'll talk about them next. For sports fans living in condominium and homeowners associations, as well as business professionals, when you need a reserve study, PM Plus Reserves has been in business since 1990. Their studies are accurate and easy to understand. Check them out when your association needs a study, www.pmplusreserves.com. You can also contact them at 703-803-8436. Once again, www.pmplusreserves.com. Dan, would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Uh, I'll, I'll go quickly. Um, go ahead. Yeah, you know, this is I, I hate to say that I saw this coming. I did mention last week that I thought the 49ers are sort of a dangerous team that people are sleeping on. And I and I've told I said this in the past and Carlos got mad at me when I said this during the regular season. But I said Dallas, they, they haven't they're they don't, they're not a special team in the playoffs. They're just not. Um, and Carlos, of course, I don't remember naturally about that. I would I would agree with that comment. What are you talking about? Well, at the time, um, you were. I don't you know were, if I agree with that, but if I did, I did. Essentially, what you said was, the, "Well, this year is going to be different." Essentially, that's what you said. Which, look, I think at the time, me? I think me, I think you were a right. realist fan. I think you were right at the time. I think Dallas, you know, hovering in that top echelon of teams in the NFC. Um, but this game, in my opinion. The 49ers just came out of the gates just firing on all cylinders. Dallas was flat. They were flat on offense. They were flat on defense. Um, that usual that usual Dallas defense that gets a big stop, They just the 49ers were just driving right down the field. 
um, in several and on several drives, and I kind of just felt like the. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I just. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily. It was like they were stuck. Agree with that statement on terms of defense because, yeah, sure they were the 49ers were driving, but they the the Cowboys defense was holding them to just field goals for the most part. Yeah. I, so yeah, the, in the first half, we I'll get that. Run out of the building. We weren't. We no, were, no, we no. I never. The building. The I never was said that. The stop here and there. I never said that. It was just they couldn't. They couldn't get the stop when they needed it. Is is what I'm saying. And normally that Cowboys yeah, defense. That we, we know that. Like like we know what they can. How they force turnovers. We've seen it every week. Um, you know, especially mm-hmm. with your boy. He constantly comes through with big interceptions. We just didn't see that in this game, and I I just felt like they their defense was out of position when they needed to be in position most. Um, they fell behind and they just, they just never had an answer to get back in the game. Now they, they clawed back into it. Um, but the 49ers just, they did, they did just enough. And look, Jimmy Garoppolo did not play well in this game. Um, let's face that. The running game was what gave the 49ers an opportunity. Um, and Dallas, like I said, they running in between the tackles, Dallas kind of had no answer for that defensively. Um, which is surprising because normally Dallas is pretty sure-handed on defense. Um, mm. Also, San Francisco's defense was really, really impressive to start this game, especially. Um, they got a lot of pressure on Dak. They really made him uncomfortable. And I don't know. It's just, yeah, Zach's right. Jimmy never plays well. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, Zach. Makes a great point. Um yeah, I just, I just felt like they made Dak uncomfortable and they never let up on that defensively. And especially early in the game, they were forcing several. They I think they forced two or three three and outs on the first four or five drives or something like that. Mm. Um, and that that was it to me. It was it was like it was just desire. Like the 49ers wanted it more. That's essentially how I would describe this game. And Dallas, once again. They don't live up to the hype that they have every preseason and going into every playoffs that they are, you know, that they're this upper tier team. And we act, we act like that they are, but they just they're not a successful playoff team. They haven't been for a long time. And it sucks because that America's team moniker, they just can't seem to live up to it when it matters most. Um, so Funny. that's that's all I have to say. Being, yeah. Put it up, Kirby. Put it up. Put it up. Put it up. His dad's Funny. coming. Funny. That's a good I love, one. I, 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 love, I love how he basically just reworded Kirby's, <laughs> you know, his son's joke. But, you know, original. Very original. All right. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, oh, we'll I lost him. him. We'll I let him have his him. moment. Uh, th- thank you all for the comments so far. We're live here. Um, Just lackadaisical. That's how I would describe the Cowboys. They they came out lackadaisical, and the 49ers weren't. They had a ton of energy, and they had more. I don't know if it was caffeine or what, but they had more of it in their system than Dallas did. So uh, Okay, so uh, uh, let, let me give you my yeah. thoughts quickly about this game. First and foremost, I'm itching. Yeah, you're, I'm itching. I'm itching. I'm itching to just for to go <laughs> off, but go go on. He's gonna me. unload. I accept your apology. I understand. I understand. <laughs> we all have to have a good laugh. The Niners have McCarthy's number mm, from Zach Ross. Zach, explain that. You mean over the years? 
Is he talking yeah, about over, over the years? Over the years I would imagine. What well, back yeah. when he was at oh, Green maybe. Bay? I, I, I don't know. Because I, I can't necessarily remember many Niners Packers matchups. So, yeah, uh, okay, let me just give you my thoughts and then the floor will be yours. Zeke Elliott, 12 carries, 31 yards. Death. And only Death. Tony Pollard with 14 yards. Why are you mixing in the run game more to give Zeke more carries and Tony Pollard more carries? I felt mm-hmm. like if you mix in that run yeah, game. We've been saying that every week. Them, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know why they didn't utilize um, Tony Pollard more. He's um, a big Pollard guy, this Josh Kirby. I, I, I like it. Sorry, go ahead. The offensive line let five sacks minus 40 yards yeah, for Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. The pressure in the offensive line just could not protect Dak. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. That's another thing I didn't like. The uh, I mean, the Cowboys, the explosion wasn't there at all. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm looking and I'm like, oh, the Cowboys, they, they're going to explode because the Niners scripted their first drive completely. You could tell hold on, how hold on, crisp. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause. Every team Zach, does that. Zach, really quick. Uh, the NFC Championship game, the year that you guys lost to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, that was not a Mike McCarthy coach team. That was a uh, uh, LaFleur coach team. Oh. It was the uh, it was the imprint of Mike McCarthy. Yeah, uh, not really. By that point, Lafleur already had his. That was a joke. Over them. That was a bad joke, but it was a joke nonetheless. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Josh. Go ahead. Yeah, right, but, you don't have to uh, put up all the comments. Yeah, but yeah, um, you need to just put up the one that I was talking about. But yeah, on. but um, anyway, your comment though, Zach. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Zach. We really appreciate your um, interaction. We really appreciate you, brother. Hope you're well. But um, continuing, um, I was talking about the sacks. The offensive line wasn't there. In the explosion, you saw the 49ers script their first series. You saw how crisp, how smooth their – yeah, the first drive. The first I was going to say drive. every team sort of scripts their first drive. but Yeah, the first go drive ahead. looked mm-hmm. impressive. I thought Dallas was going to come back and explode, but that didn't happen. I was very surprised there wasn't that much explosion. But mm-hmm. besides the run game and the offensive line not protecting, and mm-hmm. one more thing, one more thing. Let me just make sure I have this correct. Did they bring their benches? Uh, they were at home, so... <laughs> somebody made the joke. I was talking about bringing, the 49ers. Um, somebody made the joke the Cowboys are bringing their benches to Cancun. I, fu- I found that pretty funny. But, anyways, besides the point, CD Lamb, one reception for 21 mm-hmm. yards. Mm-hmm. Um, Amari Cooper, six receptions, 64 yards. Yes, he scored mm-hmm. a touchdown. Biggest receiver, Dalton Schultz, seven receptions, 89 mm-hmm. yards. I mean, uh, that's not I a mean, good sign when Dalton Schultz is your leading leading receiver. Yeah, out of this I mean, yes, out. Dalton Schultz is good. He's been great for the Cowboys, but he's all. no Amari Cooper and he's no Ceedee Lamb. Either. Correct, yeah. correct. Which that's makes the point no you're making. I think. The only throw I saw Dak make that looked very good was that touchdown pass to Amari Cooper over mm-hmm. that defender's head, dropped it in perfectly. Where was? The where was the rest of the explosion? I thought Dallas would have exploded and just had 
a great running attack and Dak would come out and have a great passing attack. And mm-hmm. then it comes down to the end of the game out of timeouts. You have a quarterback sneak and you can't get the ball snapped and spiked in time. Yeah. That let's talk about that whole sequence. What yeah. in the hell was that? I, I have no clue. That's all I have to say. Carlos, the floor is yours. Oh, I'm getting blown up also. Kirby, wow. at the end of his thing, switches to him, and then he's like, let me go back to Carlos now. <laughs> How you feeling, <sighs> Carlos? Very valid points, boys. Very valid points. But you guys missed one very crucial, crucial point. The refs. Are you suggesting that I'm about to blame the refs? Not blame. <laughs> maybe just a little bit of... Because I'm not. Because a shadow. it was not the ref's fault. It, uh, mm, okay. Where to begin? The point that you guys are missing here is it's the freaking Dallas Cowboys. This has been the Cowboys for the past 27 years. I thought they I have that. not been to the Super Bowl since, what, 1996 was when 96. they were in the last Super Bowl? It yep, was the 96. 95 season, but it was 96 when it happened. I was only... Three, four months old when they won the Super Bowl? I was negative one, but yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was only three months old when they won that Super Bowl. So, what went wrong in this game? A few valid points that you guys brought up, and they're correct, right? Except your point, Dan, about the defense. I, I, I don't necessarily agree with it. To an, to an extent, I don't agree with it. I just, I just thought they struggled, um, but that was, that was yeah. just me. To to an extent, I didn't agree with it. It uh, also depends right. on how you measure struggle. Like you're, if you take struggles, you're, you're right that when like they needed to make the biggest stops, they didn't. But why? But what happened constantly? It was the undisciplined nature of this team. Mm-hmm. What has been my biggest gripe with this Dallas team all season? Penalties. We're yep. getting pen- too many dumb penalties over and, and over. What was the downfall? Of this team. 14 penalties for the Dallas Cowboys in this game. Seven pre-snap penalties. That is unacceptable. You can't win a game like that. We started out the game, you know, with an offside penalty on defense. Yeah. You know, just it's, it's incredible how undisciplined and unprepared this Dallas team looked. Zeke coming out. Uh, and this set me off also. Zeke coming out after the game saying he played with a partially torn PCL, and yet he got more carries than Tony Pollard, who was rested last week? Yeah. But you're going to give it to the guy who's running on a bum knee? That's abs- that's arrogant of the Cowboys to not rest Zeke at that point, right? And Tony Pollard is a way more explosive back. Zeke has not been the same since he got that contract extension. And there's just so many issues with Zeke. It's just arrogance from the Cowboys to continue to play this man, despite the fact that he's hurt. And Zeke, too. It's arrogance on Zeke, too. Zeke needs to understand he hurt the team more than he helped the team. He How, how many carries was it that he got, Kirby? I don't have the stats in front of me right now. Uh, Zeke Elliott, uh, 12 uh, carries for 31 yards. 12 carries for 31 yards. And then you only give Tony Pollard four carries. Now, I understand. With Zeke, the reason why you're putting him mostly in the game is because of his blocking ability. And I'll and I'll give it to him. He's, he does great on picking up uh, 
you know, blocks on blitzes. Fantastic. But when it comes to the actual run game, he has not looked the same since he got the contract extension. Zeke is washed at this point. And I'm yep. tired of, 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 of us Cowboys fans. Well, not every Cowboys fan, but I'm tired of us denying it. Here's the next point. The Cowboys ran the, you know, when the Cowboys ran that design QB draw, right, which you guys were talking about at the end, with 14 seconds left, what are we doing? What are we doing there? That was the and, – and then for Mike McCarthy to come out and the excuse was, well, wouldn't you want a Hail Mary shot from the 25 instead of the 50? I would want two Hail Mary shots from the 50 over the 25 yeah, because that gives me two chances. And with our receivers, we have a chance. You have the talent. Right. We have the talent to do it, to, to, to right. catch a ball, which brings me to my next point. What the hell was Kellen Moore doing? What the hell was Kellen Moore doing in this game? Why in the biggest games do our stars disappear? What, what, why do they disappear? Like, yes, agreed, especially against two. Garbage Niners secondary. It's, yep. it's, it's incredible to me that we have, you know, Amari, you know, or, or it's incredible to me that teams like Green Bay scheme ways to get Devontae Adams the ball. Why are we not scheming ways to get C.D. Lamb involved? Why are we not scheming ways to get Amari Cooper involved? Um, obviously, Michael Gallup is injured, so I, I can't put that. Like, like, what are we doing? This has been the biggest issue for the Cowboys all season is that they're not getting this involved. But also the stars aren't helping themselves get involved also. But I digress to that. Um, they lead – I mean, it's just so much anger was was coursing through my veins in this game because we hired Mike McCarthy. And, and Mike McCarthy is one of my biggest losers in this game because he was brought in – for for this for for this situation because he's been to the top of the mountain he's led Green Bay multiple times to successful seasons and some of course would say you know Mike McCarthy is you know should have won more Super Bowls because he had a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers I'll give you guys that he should have but he's constantly gotten them to at least the NFC Championship game and that was the goal of this season right was for the Cowboys for this to be a successful season Dallas needs to get past the divisional round but it was just the same old Cowboys and it's incredible to me and we also talked about time management being an issue it's incredible to me that Dallas wasted a whole minute in this game with that fake punt and that whole sequence Mm -hmm. that's another issue I had they throw that fake punt they get it and then what do they do they just leave the special teams out there trying to force Trying to get all cute, trying to force Kyle Shanahan to call a timeout. Kyle Shanahan doesn't fall for it. Why don't you have a play ready to go then? If he's not going to call a timeout, why is why is there not a number one? Why is CeeDee Lamb not out there? Why is Amari Cooper not out there, you know, pretending to be a gunner and, and being out there for that situation so that when we get into that, once we get the fake punt uh, successfully and then we go to line up and then they don't call a timeout, why don't we have a CD Lamb, Amari Cooper going up against a, f- a fifth string defensive back that he's going to light up. And why don't we just throw it over the top to him? What are we doing? What are we doing? This has been the same old Cowboys since I became a fan in 2007. Since when I really started watching football in 2007, what happened? We lost to the Giants in the first round. 12, we were, no, we were 13 and 3 that year. 
and we were the best team in the NFC by far, and then we we blow it to the Giants. There's only been a few years that I really felt like Dallas had a chance. This was one of the years. One of the best teams they've had. Yeah, 2016 was one of the years. Now, granted, that one was a little shaky, but that was the 14-2 year where we made the comeback against Mike McCarthy, ironically, and Green Bay. And then we lost it because of the miraculous throw to... Um, That's right. Was, Dez. I, I can't remember. No, not Dez. That that was 2014. I was going to that one. The, the mirac- this was the one. This was Dak's first year Oh, um, when yeah. Romo got hurt, and then Dak came in, and then okay. he went on the tear. Um, and that was Zeke's... I think that was Zeke's first year too, and he yeah they both came in a real rookies. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we had we were fourteen and two that year, and you know Aaron Rodgers of course owns Dallas also, so he beat us. And of course there was the twenty fourteen season where that was a catch by Des Bryant, but of course yeah. it was called not a catch. Uh, so that one we got kind of screwed out of that because we were driving to I can't remember if it was to win the game or tie the game anymore. And of course, like I said, the two thousand seven season where. You know, the Giants, of course, went on that Cinderella run. But for me, it's like, okay, it's clear Mike McCarthy is not necessarily the best at time management because he wasted a whole minute there with that fake punt, back to the fake punt. And we could have really used all that time trying to make that comeback. And, of course, it would have been pivotal if we would have had more time on the clock when we ran that QB draw. Um. So what needs so so what needs to be fixed in Dallas? Well, it's easy. We need to get a guy who that we need to get a time management coach whose literal literal job is just to manage the clock. And Mike McCarthy has to listen to him. Assistant coach. And yeah. two, and two, Dallas needs to get rid of Kellen Moore. Whether it be he gets the head a head coaching job somewhere. If he doesn't get a head coaching job, I don't want him back because he's not ready for this. He's not. And we praised him as the golden boy, the golden child. You know, he's no uh, Sean McVay. (laughs) He's no no. Sean McVay. He's no Kyle Shanahan. But but think about this. He's only been coaching for three years. Yeah, right. He was a Cowboys quarterback. Yeah, but not only that, we made him offensive coordinator after just one year of coaching. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? Like, and especially with the talent that he had on this offense and the issues that we persistently saw, Kellen Moore just cannot adjust, it feels like. And that's the problem here. The Cowboys didn't adjust. And the fact that, you know, and defensively too, the fact um, you know, worked to stop the run more because we knew, you know, Jimmy G's not going to beat us. You know, if, if our job was to, our job was to stop the run and not Jimmy, you know, not worry about um jimmy garoppolo throwing because ultimately and we Debo saw running garoppolo the ball. started throwing yeah we needed to stop the run not and but for some reason dallas didn't play that way dallas started playing mm-hmm. more to the pass for some reason i just i just didn't understand the game plan i didn't understand how dallas was so unprepared for this situation and it, it all just comes down to you know the coaches now i again i love dan quinn but i think dan quinn didn't necessarily have the best game um but still, the defense held up when we and kept us in this game when we needed them to, and just Kellen Moore, just offensively, just it. I think I think he's got to go. And I know there's a report out there saying that you know if if anybody was going to re- replace Mike McCarthy, uh, you know Jerry Jones is going to replace him with with Kellen Moore. And I put oh, on such some, a bad on idea. some fan boards. I put on some fan boards that hey, if this happens, I'm done with Dallas. I'm done. 
I will rescind my fanhood until they get it right. Oh, no. <laughs> and, a, a round two of rescinding the fanhood if that well, listen, happens. L- listen, I really should rescind my fanhood now. We Dallas fans have accepted this mediocrity for too long. How is it that you can win five Super Bowls, you know, in the 1900s, but then since the turn of the decade, you can't <laughs> win anything? <laughs> Think about that. The 1900s, they won five Super Bowl in the 1900s, mm-hmm. but then in the 2000s, they can't win Jack. You know, they can't win Jack. We haven't been to a championship game since we won a Super Bowl. We haven't been close. We're like, uh, uh, I don't know. It's just. There's just so much that like runs through my head when, when when I think about this game, and I'm just like, at this point, it was do or die, and we came out looking like we did against like the Broncos. We just came out flat. How did we come out flat? flat? Why is it, you know, we're paying Dak Prescott like forty million dollars this year. I think it was thirty-seven million, but whatever, we rounded up to forty million dollars, right? There's only three quarterbacks that are making that much, two of which you know, have, you know, been to, you know, AFC championship games. And one has won a Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Only those two make as much as Dak Prescott. Why, why, why does Dak Prescott deserve all this money? This is, this was the time he was supposed to show why we paid him all that money. Mm -hmm. And he came up short. This 49ers team was not better than us. We were way better than this 49ers team, but we got in our own way. And as per usual, it's what, that's what happens. Dallas gets in their own way and Jerry Jones needs to, and this team then in the post game blaming the refs when in reality all all these penalties were self inflicted offsides uh you know false um, start false start how many false starts Hold, did they have? how many holdings a defensive holding, holding by yeah. Randy Gregory that made no sense in that situation that the first play of the game first play of the yeah, game first play of the game was was uh, all, yeah, neutral zone infractions neutral zone infractions all that stuff there were all seven pre-snap penalties boys seven pre-snap penalties inexcusable how how, how are we team. in the playoffs and we my... play like this 100 we led the lead with a league with 127 penalties this season we were the number one penalized team now granted like games like the like the Thanksgiving game that was ridiculous how we were getting you know they were getting all those pass interference calls on us right mm-hmm. that was ridiculous but this game this game no it was officiated correctly Dallas shot themselves in the foot here it was not the ref's fault and any fan that sits there and blames the ref also is part of the problem in Dallas we need to hold this team accountable accountability is everything and we need to stop letting them off the hook here. We need to yep. stop going. We need to stop being like, oh, bet, well, well, there's always next year. No, this was supposed to be the year the we year. at least made it to the NFC Championship game. This was our best opportunity to do it. There's no dominant team to face. We have so many cap issues coming up. We're not going to be able to keep all this talent. We're probably going to lose Dan Quinn this offseason for a head coaching job. This was it. This was the opportunity. This was our best shot at it. And we came up short. And I'm tired of people letting him off the hook. I'm tired of letting Jerry Jones off the hook. If he wants to win one Jerry, more, hold that trophy no. one more time before he, you know, before he calls it, and you know, yeah, before he calls it, I, I don't know where I, I don't know where else to go with that statement. But before he calls it, he's got to get out of. He's got to get this team's culture correct because this is unacceptable. Mike McCarthy, I don't know what the hell you've been doing this season, but. You were not the head coach in this situation. The fact that you couldn't rally these boys together and it never looked like he did, you know, and and, and get this team back on on track is ridiculous. And the fact that he he okayed that 
quarterback draw with 14 seconds. And then just that whole sequence. It was just it was just the perfect way for the Cowboys season to end, honestly. That's how it should have ended. With utter with, with that way, just utter uh, with undisciplined un- unreadiness. This is how it was going to end. This is how it was always going to end to be honest, if you really think about it. And it's just so frustrating because this team year in and year out just just gives you i think that's just the worst part is they give us hope they give us hope that hey maybe this time we're gonna actually do it and then they just break our little hearts all the time just like Stephen a says they're the accident waiting to happen and the accident happened and it was mike mccarthy and we knew it was gonna eventually happen that he was gonna cost us a game due to time management boom this is what happened so yeah the thing for me going back to the pre-snap penalties I I put that directly on the coaching and undisciplined. And it, it goes to show because if you're not constantly in practice, like yeah, yeah, like making sure your team is disciplined to stay all on sides and not commit the pre-snap penalties. The, I, I mean, because in practice, I, I've been a part of a team. Yes, it wasn't a pro team as uh, an equipment manager. So I, I know stuff like this goes on. So for them to have these pre-snap penalties, that goes back on the coaching, in my opinion. Because yeah, you, you have to preach the fact of the matter is that we need to stay on side. We need to stop um, – Doing yeah, what, these pre-snap but, but what, penalties. But what was the problem, Kirby? What's the problem? Everybody else sees this. All of us out here see this. The only people that don't see this problem is the Dallas Cowboys themselves. Or sitting in Arlington. What are, what are they yeah. doing? Well, they're sitting in Frisco where the star is. But, oh, you know, yeah. Whatever. No, no, no. Uh, but, yeah. But <laughs> that's it's just, besides the point. It's all Jerry World. Jerry World. I mean, yeah. So. But, but, but what did they do after the game? What are they still doing? They're still blaming the refs. You know, being like, oh, and Back? blaming that, yeah. you, you, you know, and and the whole thing that happened after the quarterback draw with the umpire. That's the rule. The umpire has to touch the ball. We don't set our, the ball. You know, the umpire has to touch it. Now, granted, you know, on that, you know, after that fake punt and then when we switched out teams, yeah, sure. Did the umpire, uh, you know, cost us that delay of game penalty? Sure, I'll give him that one. But what happened after that quarterback draw was correct. That's how it needed to be done. The umpire has to touch the ball. He has to touch it. And I'm just tired of Dallas making excuses for these losses and not coming out and being like, hey, we messed up. We we screwed this opportunity. We threw it away. This is our fault. If they would have come out and said that, everybody would respect them a hundred times more. But what are they doing? They're whining. They're complaining about the refs. It's just like the refs didn't lose you this game. You guys lost it. Seven pre-snap penalties, 14 penalties overall. Is You're not going to win a game that way. You're not. It's just not going to happen. And I'm tired of Dallas doing this. And that's why I'm saying Jerry Jones needs to get this fuck this franchise <laughs> under control. You're all good. Under control. It's because and and set the and we need the culture set to where we need to be more disciplined because yeah. this is ridiculous. We're not going to win a Super Bowl so long as this is the culture here. Yeah, I'm just going to make two small points. One is about Kellen Moore. Uh, this is a pretty bad audition when you're trying to go for a head coaching job, especially when you just interview with Denver uh, today, actually. First of all, 
why would Denver offer him the head coaching position? If they do, I'll be very surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, and then secondly, I just want to say about Jerry Jones, when does he start to take some responsibility? Because he's always dodging criticism uh, of Dallas, and he always kind of puts it back on the coaching staff and the players. He has his fingers in everything Dallas does. There's not a mm-hmm. thing that goes on in those buildings that he doesn't know about. Why doesn't he take more heat for that, and why doesn't he take some more accountability and responsibility for that? That's instead a good of question. When he just pushes it immediately back on the coaches or the lack of execution or un- undisciplined play. It starts mm-hmm. at the top. In every good organization, it starts at the top, and sometimes you have to look in the mirror, and I think that's what Jerry Jones has to do. Yeah, and you know, I would agree with you there. And, like, yeah, you know, we had, you know, obviously as Cowboy fans, you know, we're thankful for Jerry Jones for what he's built, you know, but – and you know, yep. what he's done with the Cowboys since he got the Cowboys, you know, yep. in the in the late '80s when he bought them, um, because he's made the Dallas, you know, uh, you know, uh, an empire basically. You know, we're the most popular team in the league. We always have the highest ratings. We're always in primetime games. You know, we're, yeah, you know, we have one of the, you know, one of the greatest stadiums in the world. You know, even though it's built really dumb, <laughs> you know, with the sunlight, with the sunlight coming in, man. which which costed us that one play. Um, but that's always been an issue since like 2009 when the stadium opened. But that's besides the point. Buy some curtains, Jerry. Jerry Jones. Geez, stop, stop being so cheap. Who well, designs a stadium going east to, east to west? I have I no know. idea. I don't know. No idea. I mean, Dallas. Just Dallas. That's who. It's just, you know, uh, the thing is, is ever since Jimmy Johnson left, and that one, super, you know, obviously the third Super Bowl we didn't win with Jimmy Johnson, but it was the bones of Jimmy Johnson's teams that won it, that Super yeah. Bowl. Um, but ever since Jimmy Johnson, all, all the only type of coach that Jerry Jones hires is a bunch of yes men. And honestly, Mike McCarthy's a yes man. He, oh, yeah. he, he, he pretty much, you know, I mean, he, he, he works at the whims of Jerry Jones basically. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the issue that has, that's been the issue in Dallas is there's been nobody to really step up to Jerry Jones and like. Fight challenge back him on anything yeah, they don't challenge him at all they're scared to because he's got all the money and all the power he's got all and the all power that. in that team that's uh-huh. it you know I, I you know he's you know he's i think he's in his 70s now i mean it's just you can't keep doing this jerry like do you want that trophy or not like you have to you're gonna eventually relinquish control of this team hire a general manager Hopefully. who knows what they're doing you know let's let's get a general manager let's let's get somebody who knows what you know let's get a coach who's going to you know just you know, pull this team together because clearly mike i'm not i'm not saying mike mccarthy should be fired i'm not one of those people who are saying he should be fired after this but i'm definitely think he's on the hot seat next season because now he's got he's got to prove that you know okay you got to that it's not a fluke and that you can get us to the promised land that you can at least get us to the championship game. That's all out. That's all I was asking for. I just wanted to make this the NFC championship game. And I was going to be happy because I'm tired of winning a wild card game and then losing in the divisional round. I want to actually feel like, feel like a meaningful playoff run because there's nothing like Dallas being in the playoffs. It's it's it, like the playoffs seem boring to me now because the, my, the team that I'm so invested in, isn't it? Now, of course, obviously I'm wearing a chiefs Jersey. I'm still invested in the chiefs, but not the same way that I'm invested in Dallas. That, mm-hmm. That's my that's my childhood team, that that's that, that's my first love. I've come to love the Chiefs, you know, because of their play style and because they won't break my heart. You know, they've they're, they're a successful team, but like, I just want I want I want to feel like, you you know like 
like Dan, you felt it with the Ravens when they won the Super Bowl. Like, how great was that feeling? It was like nothing I had ever felt in sports before, ever. And, it and was like, it was insane. Yeah, and it's just like for for me, like as a Dallas fan, I've never felt like me and Kirby. Of course, Kirby's team is Washington. Like we've never had that feeling yeah. of like this could really be it. Like we're just like like they have all the momentum going for them. That's it. Yeah. I, I mean, granted, I kind of have an idea because the Capitals and the Nationals. But I'm talking about won. for football, for football, yeah, for football. For but for football, I feel like it's um, intensified a hundred times over because of how big the Super Bowl is. I mean, it's yes. a it's a spectacle in and of itself. So, yeah, I totally agree with everything you're saying, Carlos. Um, and yeah, I, I do think Jerry Jones. He has to face up to some of this stuff, and I, I definitely agree. Mike McCarthy has got to he's got to stand up and defend himself a little bit because he he. You're, I mean, you're exactly not right. Not even he, defend himself, just take some accountability here, right. And understand that you messed up, right? That this whole and it's not just Mike McCarthy. The whole coaching staff the messed whole up. The whole team messed up. The whole organization messed up. Right. They botched this opportunity. This was think about this was the best opportunity Dallas has had. In years where we could have legitimate, where you, where any team can legitimately be beat, there's no powerhouse. There's no, you know, there's no Seattle with their, you know, Legion of Boom. <laughs> there's no, um, there's no Tom Brady and the Patriots, you know, because the Buccaneers are so hobbled. Like we could have gone to Tampa Bay. We we could have been in this Tampa Bay game this week. You almost beat them already this year. And so. we are we almost beat them while they were full strength. They're missing people. We yeah. could we could have beat. I I really give Dallas a good chance of beating this Tampa team the way they are now. But they missed that opportunity, and it all also stems from losing that number two seed when they lost to Arizona, mm-hmm. because then we would have had Where a game against the Eagles, and then. You know, it would have been a lot better because we we know we can beat the Eagles, and that would have been a good warm up game to get really going again. And then we would have faced Tampa. We could have be or at that point, I don't know if we would have faced Tampa, but we would have still had another home game going into the divisional round. And then the the only game that would be of concern would be the championship game against Green Bay if Green Bay made it. That's my point. Is so many missed opportunities this season, and it was just a waste. This season ended up just being a waste. And now think about how much is going to happen between now and the next time the playoffs come around. Is Dallas even going to be able to make the playoffs next year? The NFC East is going to get better. There's so many great draft picks about to come in. The Eagles are going to retool. The Giants are. I mean, the Giants. It just depends on where they go. The, Giants, the, Eagle, the, the Eagles have, are already pretty close. They just have. They yeah, just need. The, they need a couple they more have, players. They have a lot of. They have some high draft picks. Washington yeah. is going to. You know, is going to start to. They're going to crap the bet again, Carlos. Let's just get that straight. Maybe, but what I'm saying is they're Maybe. But still. <laughs> Well, but still, like they, you know, <laughs> they could still get their stuff together. You know, it, it's just this was the best opportunity for Dallas, and they botched it. And yep, totally my, agree. And this is this is the last thing I'm going to say about this, and then we can move on because we've been on the Cowboys 49ers for too long. Um, is we is I'm just going to go back to my point. We as fans need to start holding this team more accountable. We have invested so much time and energy into this team. We spent every Sunday rooting for them. Obviously, fans buy tickets to that beautiful stadium, which obviously is on my bucket list. I want to go there one day. You know, we'll get you. And 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 we're constantly taken on. We're constantly promised. You know, you know, shown promised that things are different this time around, and we just get more of the same. It's time that we put our foot down as fans and start holding Jerry Jones accountable. 
and Dallas and Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys accountable and stop letting them get away with these dumb excuses. And they need to start finally looking at themselves to fix the problems that is wrong with the Dallas Cowboys. Until we do that, I don't think Dallas is ever going to Nothing's going to change. Up. I agree. I think we can move on now. That, so, was, a, that was a good close. I, I, I have one point that has nothing to do with any of the plays in the games. I, I, I want to pose one question to each of you. Mm-hmm. How did you like Tony Romo's broadcasting in this game? I didn't mind it. Yeah, I, I love Tony I, Romo. I, love Tony I Romo. thought he was pretty fair. Really? Yeah, because okay. I, I heard a lot of people saying how Tony Romo seemed too side, one-sided towards the Dallas well, Cowboys the entire he played game. His whole career with Dallas. I, also, I also heard the opposite. I heard people say that he was rooting for Dallas's downfall. So it just depends on who you listen to. Everybody's going to have opinions yeah. that are opposite who, with that who, sort of who, stuff. Who cares? Ultimately, yeah. the, the commentary doesn't matter. That, I tell you what. nothing in the game. I'll tell you what, he's a hell of a lot better than Drew Brees. Oh, my God, is Brees bad. <laughs> Brees is terrible. Yeah, he needs he's more terrible. reps. Brees needs more reps. So many awkward silences where Mike Tirico would have to talk. But anyway, that's that's a side note. That's besides so. the point. But anyways. Yeah. Let's get back to our normal box. Here we go. Yep, back to normal. Carlos, I'm glad you got your soapbox opportunity. <laughs> hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen. There's still more playoff football to talk about, and we have more for you right after this. Is it finally time to upgrade your home's interior? How about with an authentic farm table made locally from recycled barn wood? Shenandoah Primitives, based right here in Winchester, Virginia, makes farm tables, benches, tables, coffee tables, and a long list of other items for your home decorating needs. At Shenandoah Primitives, function and style are combined for great furniture that will last generations. If you're interested in combining the industrial look of metal with wood or considering something incredibly unique with a live edge, Shenandoah Primitives turns those ideas into reality. Thinking about a mirror, wine rack, or other accent piece for your home, Shenandoah Primitives can assist with that as well. As a local small business, Shenandoah Primitives is happy to work with each client for a custom design or schedule an appointment to come out and view current inventory. Local high quality handmade items can be found at Shenandoah Primitives. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at www.shenandoahprimitives.com. Once again, that's www.shenandoahprimitives.com. Once again, the Kirby on Sports podcast is live. I'm with the weapon, Dan Dembski, and the Swiss Army Knife, Carlos Martinez. Once again, your comments are welcome. Drop comments down below. Your questions are appreciated. Your uh, feedback is appreciated as well. Hey, 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 hey. really quick before we move on. Uh, Dak did just put out a statement. He basically apologized to the refs. He said, I deeply regret the comments I made regarding the officials after the game last or on Sunday, I was caught up in the emotion of a disappointing loss, and my words were uncalled for and unfair. Of course, he's talking about his comments about the fans throwing the you know uh, garbage at the refs, and then didn't want to get that pretty little fine. I see him. <laughs> I mean, he's probably going to get fined anyways. I mean, you still made the comments, but yeah, I mean, right. they were totally uncalled for. No, I mean, I understand that fans are mad, but let's keep keep it classy, Dallas. You know, 
this isn't this isn't you know this isn't uh this isn't soccer in the in, it's not in the central american region where they love throwing trash and bags of pee at players it's not lincoln financial field either so that too we're not philly we don't throw snowballs yeah. at santa you know carlos i i think it's time we do our bit once again get ready and, and the, the home of the Chiefs. The Kansas City I love Chiefs. That. It, it, it was a very tough game. No, I'm kidding. There was a pick six. Um, it was It was a fumble. No, no, it was a fumble, yeah. Yes, Big it was Ben went out in style. <laughs> out early, seven to nothing, and then the Chiefs just turned the Jets on immediately after that. Before even going into this game, Big Ben knew that they didn't have a chance. He was oh, like, yeah. Let's just go out and have fun. I love those comments because when I was you say that before the game. Yeah, it's just so great. Like I, when you're, I mean, when your quarterback I says, it. Yeah, we don't we don't have a chance. Let's go have fun. Like, what? What? I mean, it, let's worry. Let's be honest. He what? didn't really think he was gonna make. The, he was gonna be in this position to play in the playoffs. That's also a he good thought, point. They needed. Know, they needed again, some, shit to happen, some stuff to happen. They needed a lot of things to happen. They needed the Colts to lose, yeah. and then they needed the you know Chargers and Raiders not to die. And they struggled to beat Baltimore. So that's the other thing too. That so. too. So sadly. But. So yeah, I mean, yes. Those comments, I thought it was crazy, and I was thinking of myself. It's rare. What? <laughs> you never what hear a quarterback if, say that. What if the Steelers actually pull it off? I was yeah, thinking that in but... the back of my head, which <laughs> it, it didn't. Happen. It actually did get a little dicey because it's not as if like Kansas City just came out and started blowing them out. It was, I mean, Pittsburgh first actually quarter. kept it pretty close. Yeah, yeah that first and then of course, then there was the, the fumble fumble for a touchdown so they kept it interesting and i was like oh man is this really about to happen right now and then of course the chiefs turned it on and you know the rest is history patrick mahomes that stat line looks pretty saucy uh mm -hmm. big ben not an interception thrown but about uh 215 yards in the air Good but stand -off. congratulations you didn't throw Big a kick in your last game <laughs> I mean, I, I just have to say, if this was Big Ben's last game, what, what, it, it what is Big career. Ben's last game? Come on, he, he he's basically done. confirmed it. He can barely move in the pocket. He can barely he can move. Barely he can barely didn't throw. He didn't officially announce it. That's why I said maybe. He's, he's officially like, announced it. Basically, he's like Drew Brees at the end of last season. Like we saw how bad Drew Brees. Okay, was he's going to retire. That was his last game. Yeah. yeah what that a was. great career. Why are you getting so mad about it? <laughs> Somebody really loves Big he's Ben a, here, Big and ben it's fan. that guy. Because I know he's a Big Ben stand. I enjoyed watching him play back in the day. You know, back when well, for sure um, they, they. Um, I mean, I never Super did, Bowl but... against the Seahawks. I like yeah, that. They one. got lucky in, by the way. Yeah, I'm sorry, that so Super Bowl clear. was boring. Well, uh, we're, clear. we're going way back, but you know, forty-three yeah. was a lot better. That was a fantastic. Yeah, that was that was a much ben better one against the Cardinals. That was a great game and a fantastic performance by Big Ben. I mean, yeah. I mean, just his send off, his final send off. It was just great to see Big Ben in the playoffs. One last was it? time. I, was it? I, as a Ravens fan, I humbly disagree, but that's okay. As a as a I want to see a competitive game of football fan, 
Not, no, no, no. It was not great to see him in the playoffs. Uh, because of all the pieces that had to fall for the Steelers to get into the playoffs. Not, even though they lost, they mm-hmm. made it to the playoffs. And Mike Tomlin upholds his um, Fantastic. numerous Never consecutive yep. years without a losing season. Fantastic. But, but besides that, the Chiefs killed the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah They killed them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was um, next man up. You have Jarek McKinnon coming out. I mean, because um, the Chiefs um, running back core was not 100% healthy. I'll let you touch on that more. Travis yeah, Kelsey <laughs> threw a touchdown and he um, had a uh, receiving touchdown, 108 yards and shout out um, to his mom for flying from Tampa. My gosh, City I was just to, about to say that. And then to also ask him a question in the press conference was very, very, very awesome. Yeah, that's his mom shout out to Mama Kelsey. Crazy. Tampa Bay to Kansas City in a day. I've I mean, never it's not heard that far of a flight, but logistics wise. But I mean it worked out luckily because of course Tampa Bay was the you know was the early game and then Kansas City's game was the late game so it worked out perfectly for him. Uh, yeah, but I I mean all I'm going to say the Chiefs killed the Steelers. Um happy retirement Big Ben. Carlos get, go ahead with your home of the Chiefs. Uh yeah, okay go ahead Dan. <laughs> You're going to skip me again. It's like I don't exist. Um I'm, <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. Joe Burrow, haircut. Um, Let me just say this. I'll start with this. Listen, some players like Ray Lewis, they get that special send-off, right? That's that magic run to the Super Bowl. And then you have Big Ben. Just not. Just not that. So, yeah, this 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 was just a total and utter mismatch. One thing I do want to say that's that's maybe not as obvious is um, how well the, um, the Kansas City kind of shut down TJ Watt like he was not that effective in this game he only had three tackles and one sack mm-hmm. they really they really blocked him well um and that's and I mean that's huge if you're gonna beat Pittsburgh if you're gonna if you're gonna do well against this defense it starts with slowing him down and we've seen all season long he's very difficult to slow down once he gets going and that was the thing to me they never let him get going they were just they were on him the entire game so I'll just say that because that might be something that you guys maybe weren't gonna bring up um but other than that, you know, for me, this was just a complete and utter domination by Kansas City. Like I like I think we all thought it was going to be. I think we all said that this game was going to be. I mean, we all picked the Chiefs to win. So, right. So that's that's a clean sweep. So, yeah, it's um, and they're you know, they're Kansas City is I mean, they're always there. They're always in it. They've, they've been in it the last four years now. Yep. And. They're extremely dangerous. They're extremely dangerous. I think a lot of people are going to say they're going to be, be in the Super Bowl. I, I think it's going to come down to them in Buffalo, obviously, like it has, um, you know, in well, you know this, the last couple of years. Round, so. So. Oh, true, are you backing true. off your Titans pick? I just I, – we, we haven't seen Derrick Henry in so long. I don't know. Well, we're about to find out know. here in a little bit when we have to make our picks. But uh, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a little, I'm a little not feeling so great about the Titans, but we'll see. Um, they had that extra week of rest, so it's I, I, that's another thing. It's like hard to tell, like where are they? Because I'm not I'm not watching them practice. So, yep. but no, I in this particular game, 
yeah, it, it was just Kansas City just ha- just having a ball on offense. And that's essentially what this game was to me and kind of flexing their muscles a little bit and saying, no, Big Ben's not going to go out on top. He's going to go out in despair. And they made sure from start to finish that's kind of how this game was going to be. Even though it was a very dicey start to this game. And like we said, the first points were that direct snap fumble. So, um, yeah, that's that's I don't have much to say about this game. It was it was utter domination. I'll also say um, Pittsburgh couldn't get the running game going at all. Just 29 yards for Najee Harris. Um, he's he's kind of the future of this team in a way. It'd be it, of this offense, I should say rather. It just depends whoever they get to replace Big Ben. Of course. Exactly right. Exactly right. Just 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 um, you know, I, I think it's going to be they're going to be asking the next quarterback to not throw it nearly as much as Big Ben has had to throw it over the years. I don't know how his arm still works after all the 40 and 50 past games that Big Ben had in his career there. So. That's all I'm going to say. Um, it was just a complete and utter mismatch, and the Chiefs took advantage of it. And they just, it, w- it was a good old fashioned whooping. Carlos? Yeah, yeah. go ahead, Carlos. I mean, what, 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 what else is there to say? I mean, yeah. Kansas City just beat the brakes off the Steelers. We beat them so bad we ran out of fireworks. <laughs> but we kept <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was a funny comment. We ran out of fireworks. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, on the scoreboard that that's so in the jumbotron. That's so great. That's so great. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's not much to say. Chiefs did Chiefs yeah. things. They dominated yeah. the Steelers like we all thought they were. They 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 were. They would. I mean, there's not really much to talk. I mean, I will make a. Agreed. I mean, the whole your whole thing about uh, shutting T.J. Watt down really shows that the investment they made in the, into the offensive line this offseason is really starting to pay off because we saw what happened. Last year, when they lost all their linemen, yeah, um, right. They that, they, that's, they got dominated. That, they got dominated, and that's why they really they weren't that competitive in the Super Bowl. I'm not saying that they would have won if they would have had their whole line, but they would have been a it would have been a lot. It would have been a closer game. game. You can't deny that. So, um, yeah, and it just seems like uh, Kansas City's firing on all cylinders. They have the very tough opponent coming up, of course, that's already beaten them in Arrowhead, also, mind you. But of course, they weren't playing the same way they're playing now. Uh, we'll get more into it's gonna that be here fun. in a little bit, but it's gonna be fun. yeah, there's not really much to say. Kansas City, you know, did what they should have done, and here they are. All right. Well, last game, right? One more game. We'll talk about it right now. But first, I'm gonna go on a ten minute rant, ten minute, a long rant on. Oh, how I don't I'm so want there. <laughs> To be another Monday Night Football wild card. I second the motion. I second the motion. Yes. I mean, mean, we were texting about it. I mean, Mondays usually suck at my job. And I come home drained. I feel terrible. I mean, as in I just want to go to bed. And here I am feeling obligated as a sports podcaster that comes out here each and every week to try to bring my fans, my listeners, the best content. And I just praised the man upstairs for this game being a blowout so I could go to bed. In the second quarter. It was was great. Yeah, because I was like, Okay, yep, this is a blowout. I'm going to bed. Because I'm going to be 100%. I fell asleep uh-huh. on my couch uh-huh. during pregame. And uh-huh. I did, I woke up and there was kickoff. I was like, 
oh, I, and I just keep watching. My eyes are getting heavier and heavier. No joke. I don't know why, but Mondays just kill me. And to have a wild card game on Monday where it could have been a close game and I could have lost a lot of sleep. Thank God that didn't happen. Uh, I mean, I mean, I just don't want to see another Monday night wild card game. Regular season Monday night games, they're fine because I don't really have an yeah, issue. If, they're still hard to watch themselves. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't, have an issue bad. Because yeah, I don't feel it. as bad going to sleep. Uh-huh. You know, a wild card game, a playoff game. I feel like I am doing my listeners, my fans, a great disservice if I fall asleep during a playoff game. Well, the and nice thing is, is with all the on Monday night wild card. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Dan. Before you go, before you go, my whole my my only uh, pushback to this whole I feel the whole disservice thing. You fell asleep during the Patriots Bills game earlier. On a Saturday. Yeah, that, that, how is that not a disservice, right? How is that not a disservice? We all did something else. <laughs> I, that, you know, that's yeah. my point. That's, that's just my how point I there. feel. That's the only thing I had to push back on. And you can Go find on. condensed games anywhere for free. So if you really wanted to watch, yeah, just watch the highlights every little highlight, there. you could you could have seen it. And yeah. people aren't going to be like, what happened on a third down in the third quarter with 12-14... Nobody gives a damn about that. It's just about the outcome and about the stuff that led to the outcome. Um, the big Honestly, stuff. That's kind not of what the... I do during the regular season. I just watch highlights. We don't yeah. watch so how, do we, how do we like this game, boys? Oh, God, it was terrible. Also, yeah. can, can we stop trying to compare? Instead, instead. <laughs> like, I, I, I know this is a tired take from Ravens fans, um, uh-huh. but I'm so tired of people who would say they would take Kyler Murray over Lamar Jackson. When Lamar was in the playoffs his rookie season, and sure, he didn't play great, but Lamar has never had a playoff a game that was as bad as Kyler Murray was in this game. Kyler Murray was awful in this game. Terrible. Terrible. That's that's all I'm going to say from that side of it. Um, and then and then on the other end the of it, the fact that Dallas Rams, lost to Kyler Murray still blows my dang on mind. I, I don't know how just that happened, man. Uh, Kyler's just – I'm, I'm sorry. I just – I think he's he does have a lot of talent. I just don't mm-hmm. think he has. I just don't think he has what it takes to. Um, I mean, think about it. What does he really do without DeAndre Hopkins? Nothing. They lost to the Nothing. Seahawks. Granted, they beat the Cowboys, but the Cowboys more beat themselves in that game. Yeah, yeah. No, you're you're exactly right. And the fact that the Cardinals had less than 200 yards of total offense, which this day and age is how is that even possible? Um, well, it's possible that, because. Yeah, go ahead. Uh-huh. No, go, go, go ahead. Go, go. I was going to say, you know, you had less than 100 yards rushing, and then you only have 122 passing yards. Uh, it's just uh, it's just crazy. But, yeah, the Rams were dominant in every fashion in this game. And, um, yeah, that's uh, this was this was a blowout at halftime. This game was over at 21 nothing at halftime. Pretty much. And then the – Rams came out and ensured that in in the third quarter. So yeah. I saw the funniest like uh, video clip. It's um it was Russell Wilson because uh, he was on the main cast and he's talking about uh, if I was Kyler right now I would be like walking up and down the sidelines clapping my hands going uh you you know there, there's still a chance there's still hope there's still a chance because at that point it was you know there it's it's still you know they would take a miraculous comeback but. You know, at least being an optimist. And then while he's saying that, they cut to Kyler Murray and he's just sitting on the bench. Right. Just dumbfounded. 
All, um, all, all by himself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to, I mean, to be honest, I didn't really pay attention to this game too much. At once, I saw like it was twenty-one nothing. I was like, ah, this game is over. I was like, I, I mean, yeah, it, I, I was more interested in what the guests were saying on the Manning cast because I watched the Manning cast instead. Uh, the Rock was on there. Fantastic. Yes. The Rock. That was, was that was on there. that was one of the best Manning casts yet. Shout out to his Tyrannosaurus Rex head that he has in the back. I want one one day. Um, shout out to him <laughs> cursing again, them catching a hot mic. Of shout Peyton out to Manning. Shout, shout, shout out to Peyton Manning. Uh, I can't hear shit. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was um, great. There's our there's our FCC violation uh, fine right there, Kirby. And then, um, and then, and then Eli was like, oh, never mind. Oh, <laughs> uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Great. Uh, I'm going to miss the Manning cast for sure. But, so um, great. I love it. But, yeah, I mean, not much. I mean, congratulations, Matthew Stafford and Odell Beckham Jr. You guys finally won a playoff game. And Odell getting your first playoff touchdown. Long-suffering 13 years in the league, and he's got his first playoff win. So hats off to Matt Stafford. Yeah, but now they have the pleasure of – I mean, they've beaten Tampa Bay already, but that was earlier in the season. But now they have the pleasure to go go down to Tampa. I'm not as confident this time around. (laughs) There's not – there's not a whole lot to really say. The Cardinals played bad. Uh, they, they I'm terrible. surprised considering J.J. Watt came back and he just couldn't even get this team motivated to do anything. But, hey. I think he's kind of done, to be uh, honest. Yeah. Glad to see that uh, Buda Baker, of course, is, mm. is fine. He was released from the hospital. That was a very scary injury, um, very scary moment in the game. I'm glad that he was released from the hospital, um, so he's going to be okay. So um, hope, hope for a speedy recovery for him. Um, but yeah, um, aside from that, there's not much to say. The Cardinals just got completely stomped by the Rams. My question, why would Eric Weddle come out of retirement? Why? Because he wants a championship. (laughs) He wants a ring. I love, I, I love Eric Weddle, man. Don't don't you talk bad about Eric Weddle. I yeah. mean, he was They're good, but player. I was like out of the blue. They have injuries at safety. They, they have injuries yeah, they at asked, safety. Yeah, they they have so a they, lot of so, depth so problems. So they reached out to him. They were like, "Hey, you still healthy? Like, you are, in are you still shape, in football bud? shape?" Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, he can't." So they're like, "All right, well, we we need a Love safety." That guy. He's, yeah, he's great. I see no issues with him coming back. I, mean, I don't see issues. I, I was like, I was well, just the way you presented the question. Why would he come back? <laughs> that, 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 that's literally the way you said. It. Why would he come back? As if like it's a Who would bad do thing such he a thing. <laughs> yeah, Why right. would he collect a ma- a big paycheck that's and only have to say, play? Like, the, and yeah, only have to money, play a few games no and make a run to the Super Bowl. Why? Why would any man ever How do that? Dare you? <laughs> It's just, it's just funny. It's surprising in my mind. Some because of, of how old he is. Coming no, out I, of I, retirement I'm situations that happen. It's just very unique, in my opinion. Yeah, at least he's not Brett Favre and retire like Brett eight times. Favor. <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, I don't really have much to say. No, I think that's, that's it. Congratulations to the Rams. Oh, yeah. boys. Oh, boys. That was all the wild card action. We so will long. take a quick commercial break to hear from Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, and then we will give you a preview and our picks from the divisional round. Somebody hey, sports up. fans. Thank you for listening to and supporting the Kirby on Sports podcast with founder and host Josh Kirby, along with lead contributor Dan Dembski. Like, subscribe, and give them a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast from. My name is Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation. Our company helps leaders build engaged and productive teams. 
exclusively for listeners of the Kirby on Sports podcast. You can take an opportunity to discover your primary communication style and learn more about effective communication with others. Text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free copy of the Working From Home Communication Assessment where you'll learn your primary communication style, how to better communicate with others not like you, and tips on working remotely based on your personal communication style. 10 minutes, tons of resources, learn about yourself and your team. Again, text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free assessment report today. I'm Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, where we help you and your team be more engaged and productive by understanding each other better. Back to you, Josh. Ladies and gentlemen, we have to address one thing before we get started. Dan Dembski is undefeated. Woo! Let's go. He batted a thousand. I'll take he it. Boys. A thousand. I'll take it. He made all the picks correct. Every pick he wanted, he 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 uh he picked. He got right. So this is we congratulations are on... harder, though. We should have taken betting. I should have betted on every game that you picked. I would have made a lot of money. <laughs> Well, Dang we it. are on to the divisional round. Carlos, I need you to get your notepad ready. I already have it ready. Okay, cool. Just making sure. <laughs> okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before before we do this, I get no love on this podcast. I just want I just want it to be known. I get no love. That ad we just played, they mentioned Dan. Every time Dan has an official title, why don't I have an official title? <laughs> what is this? That what is, true. is this? He could, he could what is be this like cockamamie the... BS? <laughs> It could be like I, graphic, I, I apologize. Lead, lead graphic contributor or something. How about that? Or lead we'll graphics. We'll think yeah, of we'll a think, title. We'll think, we'll think, we'll of, think title. of a title. But I get no love on this podcast. <laughs> oh, you Carlos, do. Carlos, I love you. I we love tell you. you every day we love you. Ugh, I love you. No, you boys. You, you, it's just you, not pre-recorded you love. You know, we're not friends anymore. Post-recorded love. I'm leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm back. I'm sorry. <laughs> bad, bad I'm connection. A, I, I missed you guys too much. All right, let's let's oh, do this. Let's okay. see. This very nice. Let's preview yeah. and we'll give you our picks. The divisional round starting off Saturday at 4:30 p.m. The number four seed Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals travel to Nashville to face the number one seed Tennessee Titans. Uh well you know who my preseason pick was obviously it was Tennessee to go to the Super Bowl so it's it's a tough one this is a tough one because the we haven't seen the Titans play now in two weeks right we don't know what kind of shape Derrick Henry's going to be in and we've seen how hot the Bengals have been and on a roll but give me Tennessee I gotta I gotta roll with what I picked to begin the season. I think it's going to be. I think it's going to come down to the end, or it's going to go to overtime. I think Tennessee's going to find a way to win this game. Kirby, Tennessee, they have a lot of. Uh, they've had more time to practice with that first round by. I would assume Derrick Henry's coming back. He is. How much they're going to use him? I don't know if he's going to get a full workload. Or not, you look at the other side. The Bengals, they're red hot with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Um, this is really, really tough. And I feel like this game could go either way. Mm-hmm. But 
I think Derrick Henry gets off, and I think the Titans win this game. Hmm. Well, you both picked the Titans, so guess what? I'm going with the Bengals. I'm going to be a little different on this one. I think the Bengals pull off the upset. Um, I think it is because Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are too much and because somehow Cincinnati is going to find a way to stop Derrick Henry and he'll have to throw in this game. Now, of course, the is A.J. Brown and, of course, Julio Jones are the receivers, but it's not as if Julio Jones is the same Julio Jones that he was yeah, you know, I agree back with that. the year that Atlanta went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree um, with that. AJ, or A.J. Brown, though, he's a problem. He's very good. Um, but I'm... I think Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are I I don't know. I I just feel I, I just feel good about 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 them right now. So I'm going to pick them. Obviously, my guess is probably the Tennessee is going to win. But I don't know though. The Bengals. I'm not I'm not as confident in Tennessee as I was just because of how well Cincinnati's played, but mm-hmm. But yeah. All right. The Thank NFC you. Divisional Playoff could be one of the coldest games ever, I heard. I checked the weather. It's supposed to be two degrees at kickoff <sighs> in Lambeau Field. Brutal. The number one Green Bay Packers, the number six San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I mean, give me the team that's been there, done that, and is pl- is used to playing in the cold. Give me, give me Green Bay. And the yeah. MVP, Aaron Rodgers. So yeah, give me Green Bay. Uh, I think San Francisco is going to be. Uh, I, I th- it's I too much. It's too much. I, I think they'll be competitive in this game, but I think yeah. ultimately Green Bay. This isn't the San Francisco team that like blew Green Bay out of the water like a couple years ago in that NFC Championship right. game. This good, isn't the same point. team. This is. Uh, I mean, they're a good running team. I think. Uh, they're a bad matchup for Green Bay, but I think just the bad man that Aaron Rodgers is is just going to be. He's he's just going to be too much. It's the Green Bay Packers are just a much better team. Jimmy Garoppolo and this uh, 49ers team went to Dallas and they beat the Cowboys. Their offense looked good. Their defense looked well. I I mean, uh, what can you say about the 49ers? Hey, have you heard anything about Bosa though? I oh, have not. Right, he got uh, yeah, he got Bosa injured. Got, yeah, Bosa's out. Another defensive lineman's out, and then uh, Fred Warner got hurt at the end of the game. So they they might be missing some guys on defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a good point. I uh, although I think the 49ers might have a chance. The Green Bay Packers are going to stomp them. Give me the Packers. Okay, so we're all I like how he hyped up the 49ers and he's like, God, me give me the Packers. You know, he just wanted to throw in the whole the 49ers beat the Cowboys thing because, you know, he's a scumbag Washington <laughs> fan who loves to rub it in our face that we lost. But then when they lost last year, we were sitting there like, oh, man, you guys show some real promise. But, you know, it's fine. He's a scumbag. Well, not 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 every fan is like that on either side. So, yeah, well, fair enough. Yeah. Before we move on to our last two picks, we'll hear from our sponsor, Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate. We'll be right back. Hey there, this is Mark Francis of Icon Real Estate. If you have any real estate needs in the Winchester surrounding area, including West Virginia, give me a call. I've got extensive experience, been in the business for almost 20 years and would love to help you out. Track me down at Icon Real Estate iconsells.com or even give me a call 
1527. Again, Icon Cells, I C O N S E L L S dot com. And I would love to chat with you and help you out. Give me a call. Two more picks left, boys. The Sunday slate of games, three o'clock. The number four Rams travel down to Tampa Bay to face Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Oh, this one's tough for me. Uh, my gut says to go with the Buccaneers, <laughs> but no, I'm just kidding. I'm taking, I'm taking the Buccaneers. Uh, I'm in the same dilemma as you, Dan. I, I don't, I don't know who to pick. My gut is also, my gut is telling me to pick the Rams, but I just don't want to bet against you Brady. So give me Tampa Brady. Bay. Give me yeah, Tampa Bay. Here. I can't bet against Brady. Yep. Give me All the right, Rams. Yeah. You got the, okay, cool. Good pick. I mean, I can, I can, I think the Rams are very capable. Of and if Tom me, yeah, Brady wins, Tom really Brady do. wins. But give me yeah, the Rams. Yeah, yeah it's one hundred percent. I agree with you. Like, 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 I, I think the Rams can win, but I just can't bet against Brady. Like, I just can't do it. Yep, I agree. Here we go. This is last this is but not least, and the I'm home of the Chiefs play. hosting the Buffalo Bills. You know, this is so tough because this is this, this is really the matchup. This is the matchup everybody wanted to see in the championship game. So, unfortunately, we're not going to get a chance to see that. But ah, this is just this this one. This one is. Mm. Give me the Buffalo Bills going in to Arrowhead and pulling off the upset. It's it's going to be a hell of a game. I think this is going to be the best game of the slate of the slate. Yeah, I couldn't think of the word. It's it's past my bedtime. So, yeah. I know who Carlos is going to pick, but yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead. I uh, I bet on the Buffalo Bills uh, the uh, beginning of this season, and I'm going to stick with the Buffalo Bills to this point. I still feel like the Buffalo Bills will make it to the Super Bowl and win. I can't go against that. I have to take the Bills. Well, of course, you guys know I'm going to take the Chiefs um, just because, you know, they're my dog's team. <laughs> so... You have to uh, you have to roll with your team. I totally I have to I have to roll with that. uh I have to roll with my last remaining team. And um <laughs> but Buffalo can definitely come in to Arrowhead. They've they've done it once, but I don't think Lightning's gonna strike twice. I don't think Buffalo goes into Arrowhead twice in one season and wins. It's gonna be tough. Especially not the way tough. especially not the way that uh Kansas City's playing now earlier in the season when they met up, like I've been saying all podcast or all, this whole entire live stream, whatever, however you're listening to this, um, you know, I've, I've been saying it. They, this is a different Chiefs team than, uh, than they faced earlier in the season. They are fine. They, they finally are going offensively, defensively. They've really, oh look, Chief making a quick appearance. Um, <laughs> they've really, um, they, they, they've really, uh, started to play at the level that we expected the Chiefs to play at. So I agree. Um, and I think ultimately, if they can find a way to shut shut down Josh Allen, I think Kansas City wins this game pretty easily if they can shut down Josh Allen. But that's going to be a huge oh. ask. That's going to be a huge ask to stop that man. So, uh, yeah, give me the Chiefs. So you have oh, that all written down, Carter? I have it all written down. So, as the standings stand right now, Dan is the top dog going into divisional bum, week bum, bum, at bum, six bum. and oh. Ooh. Right behind him is Kirby at five and one. The only game he got wrong was picking the Raiders over the Bengals. And of course it was Don't the other way around. No, the kidding. Bengals <laughs> 
beat the Raiders. So Kirby is five and one going into the division round, and I am the bottom dog. I um, am unfortunately uh, at three and three. I picked the games I got wrong. I picked the Patriots and the Cowboys and the Cardinals, <laughs> and those were my three wrong picks so far. So I need to make a major rebound here, boys. Are we betting anything on who the, on what the loser has to do? Oh, that's I was gonna bring that up. That, that's up for interpretation. All right, constitutional interpretation guy. I'm, I, 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 I'm I, I, I don't think we have time to I talk about it on air. Yeah, we do. The fans need to be a part of this conversation. I don't know. Um, I can't think of that way. It's my head. on record. To think about. What, what the loser has to do. How about this? How about we talk about it off air and then we announce it next week on air? Or How we announce we... it some way on air or on social well, media. Well, that's the next episode. But how about also uh, to our listeners, if you have any ideas on what – and it has to be like a reasonable thing. It can't be anything wild, right? Um, shave our head bald or something. Yeah. I mean – I mean, I wouldn't mind You're doing that. You're close to it, good Dan. Bald. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm close to it too. I mean, don't don't feel bad, Dan. Um, yeah, but like – You would hurt though. Just, All right. But yeah, no. If you guys have any uh, good ideas on what the loser has to do, send them our way. Um, I don't know if we want to do anything for the winner, but we can figure that out later. But yeah, send send us your your suggestions. Um, and you know, if we pick your idea, you'll get a shout out on the podcast, and Kirby will send you your free shirt. (laughs) (laughs) He's a ringer. Look at this guy. (laughs) So Kirby will best suggestion gets a get gets a free shirt. (laughs) <laughs> gentlemen this it. was a fun ride a fun wild card week divisional round is right around the corner yep it's only going to get better and you're whittling down to those really really good football teams so um especially the bills and chiefs i, I can't wait to watch that game that might be the game of the season i i, I really think so yeah carlos you ready carlos? <laughs> am i ready has technical difficulties. He just froze up on us. It's that West Virginia yeah. internet. I think oh, he went no. Let's Let's go see. Back. Yep. Am I back? Are you ready, Carlos? Oh, no, no. You're back. Now, now I'm back. There we go. We're live. We're back. live. Sorry, technical difficulties. I don't know what the heck just happened. Hi, but, Chief. Uh, yeah, Chief making a Are you ready, Say, Carlos? Am I ready for this weekend of football? Absolutely not, because the Cowboys aren't in it anymore, but I'm not going to watch, of course. <laughs> but your team, <laughs> At least you have a backup team that's in it. I mean, it's like I said not earlier, the same. it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have. Once again, we, we're coming to you live. We appreciate all the comments, all the feedback. Thank you to everybody. We really appreciate your support. If you can give us a five-star rating on uh, whatever platform you listen to oh, us look, on. Been podcasting so hard, Chief is tired. <laughs> <laughs> and um, if you can uh, subscribe, give us a comment, um, leave a rating on YouTube as well. We would greatly appreciate that review. as Dan well. Dan loves to see the reviews. Yeah, D- Dan is our... I might our- read yours on air. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, let me look real quick. 
Hey, you go ahead well, and keep wrapping up there, Joe. Hey, once again, thanks to Trumbull Insurance. Contact Patrick Van Kemper for all your insurance needs. 540-532-0622. And for the rest of our sponsors, Regroup Building Services, PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, and Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate. We will be back with you live next week. A week to wrap up the divisional round action of football. We can't wait. The weapon, Dan Dembski, and for the Swiss Army knife, Carlos Martinez. I am Josh Kirby. As always, until the next time you hear us or see us, always remember to create greatness. So long and peace out.